Hi, welcome all. Today, uh, Binduji will be dealing with the second chapter of Mandukya, the Gaudapada Karika, that Vaitatya Prakarana. The first Prakarana, Agama Prakarana, it is a combination of both Upanishads and Karikas. But from this Vaitatya Prakarana, all the rest of the three Prakaranas are purely the Karikas. It's an attempt by Gaudapada uh, to help us understanding the same thought in more detailed way from different standpoint. He is trying to help us to understand the exact uh, meaning of this Upanishads. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, Prakarana, especially it will help us to understand these concepts in more detail, in more detail, so that uh, if you read again and again, some of the other doubts will be uh, emerging. So Gaudapada has tried to uh, put a full stop to all our questions through these prakaranas. Uh, I request Bindoji to start with Vaitata Prakarana. Thank you, Bindoji. Thank you very much. Om Brahma Dibyo, Brahma Vidya, Sampradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsharashadhyo, Mahadhyo, Namu Gurubhyo, Shankaram Shankarajajan, Keshavam Bhadarayanam, Sutravashikritav Vande Bhagavantav Punapunaha, Yishwaro Guru Ratneti, Murti Veda Vivakine, Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Dekshina Amutaye Namaha. Badram Karne Vishnuyama Devaha, Badram Pasye Makshabir Yajatraha, Tirai Rangaihi Stoshtu Vagum Sastanubihi Vyashema Devahidam Yadayuhu Sostina Yindro Vridashravaha Sostina Fusha Vishavedaha Sostina Stasho Arishtanemi Sostino Brihaspadir Dadatu Om Shanti 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 Prakyam Shupradhani Stirajaranigara Vyapi Vir Vyapya Lokan Bhuktva Bhogan Savishtan Punarabidishanod Basitan Kama Janyan Pitva Sarvan Visheshan Swapiti Madurabhum Mayaya Bojayano Maya Sankyam Turiyam Paramamurdamajam Brahmayatanatosmi Yo Vishwatma Vidija Vishayan Prasya Bogan Stavishtan Paschaschanyan Swamiti Vibhavan Jodisha Svena Sukshman Sarvanedan Punaravijane Swatmanistapayitva Kitva Sarvan Visheshan Vigata Gunagana Patuna Naturiyaha Upanishad Omiteta Daksharamidam Sarvam Tasyoba Vyakyanam Bhutam Bhavat Bhavishaditi Sarvam Omkara Yeva Yachanyatrakala Dinam Tadapti Omkara Yeva Sarvam Yetat Brahma Ayamatma Brahma Soyamatma Chatushpat Jagaridastano Bahi Praknyaha Saptanga Yekona Vimshati Mukahas Tula Buk Vaishwana Pradama Padaha 
ಸ್ವಪ್ನಸ್ಥಾನವು ಅಂತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾ ಸಪ್ತಾಂಗ ಏಕೋನ ವಿಂಶತಿ ಮುಖ ಪ್ರವಿಭಿಕ್ತ ಬುಕ್ ತೈಜಸೋ ದ್ವಿತೀಯ ಪಾದ ಯೋ ನ ಕಂಚನ ಕಾಮಂ ಕಾಮಯತೆ ನ ಕಂಚನ ಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ತತ್ ಸುಷುಪ್ತ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಸ್ಥಾನ ಏಕೀಭೂತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾನಘನ ಆನಂದಮಯ ಹಿ ಆನಂದ ಬುಕ್ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವೇಶ್ವರ ಏಷ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಏಷ ಅಂತರ್ಯಾಮಿ ಏಷ ಯೋನಿ ಸರ್ವಸ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭಾಪ್ಯೋ ಹಿ ಭೂತಾಂ ನ ಅಂಧ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ನ ವಹಿ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ನ ಉಭಯದ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ನ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾನಘನ ನ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ನ ಅಪ್ರಜ್ಞ ಅದೃಶ್ಯಮ್ಯಹಾರ್ಯಂ ಅಗ್ರಾಹ್ಯಂ ಅಲಕ್ಷಣ ಅಚಿಂತ್ಯಂ ಅವ್ಯವದೇಶಾತ್ಮ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಸಾರಂ ಪ್ರಪಂಚೋಪಶಮಂ ಶಾಂತಂ ಶಿವಂ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಚತುರ್ಥಂ ಮನ್ಯಂತೆ ಸ ಆತ್ಮ ಸ ವಿಜ್ಞೇಯ ಸೋಯಮಧ್ಯಾಕ್ಷರೋ ಓಂಕಾರೋ ತ್ರಿಮಾತ್ರ ಪಾದಮಾತ್ರ ಮಾತ್ರಶ್ಚ ಪಾದ ಅಕಾರ ಉಕಾರೋ ಮಕಾರ ಇತಿ ಜಾಗರಿತಸ್ಥಾನೋ ವೈಶ್ವಾನರ ಪ್ರಥಮ ಪಾದ ಮಾತ್ರ ಮಾತ್ರ ಆಪ್ತೇರಾಧಿಮತ್ವಾಪ್ನೋದಿಹ ವೈ ಸರ್ವಾನ್ ಕಾಮಾನ್ ಆದಿಶ್ಚೇದ ಸ್ವಪ್ನಸ್ಥಾನ ತೈಜಸ ಉಗಾರೋ ದ್ವಿತೀಯ ಮಾತ್ರ ಉತ್ಕರ್ಷಾದುಭಯತ್ವಾತ್ಕರ್ಷದಿಹ ವೈ ಜ್ಞಾನಸಂತತಿ ಸಮಾನಶ್ಚತಿ ನಾಸ್ಯಭ್ರಮವಿತ್ಕುಲೇದ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಸ್ಥಾನ ಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞೋ ಅಕಾರ ತೃತೀಯ ಮಾತ್ರ ಮಿತೇರಪೀತೇ ವಿನೋದಿಹವೀತಿಶ್ಚೇದ ಅಮಾತ್ರಶ್ಚತುರ್ವ್ಯವಹಾರ್ಯ ಪ್ರಪಂಚೋಪಶಮ ಶಿವ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಓಂಕಾರ ಆತ್ಮೈವ ಆತ್ಮೈವ ಸಂವಿಶತಿ ಆತ್ಮನ ಆತ್ಮಾನಂ ಯೇದ ಸೊ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಮಂತ್ರಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ವಿಚ್ ಚಾಂಡರ್ಡ್ ನೌ ದ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ ಮಂತ್ರಸ್ and as for shankara he says that omitedadaksharamidam sarvam tasyopavyakyanam vedartha sara sangraha bhutamidam prakarana chatushtayam omitedadaksharamitti aarabhyate vedartha sara sangraha bhutam vedartha saram vedartha means the meanings of all the vedas sara sangraha bhutam means the condensed and the the essence is what is in this four chatushtayam in the prakarana chatushtayam so he is not only recognizing that the mantras 12 mantras are important he is also defining the four chapters of gaudapada karika as a summation or and essence of entire vedanta therefore it will be unfair or you know ill founded for us not to study the three prakaranas which is following after the first one which is referring only to the upanishad part of it now how does these three these um, prakaranas sum up to the vedanta sara vedanta artha sara sangraha bhutam how does it happen we are all familiar with the standard statement which is that brahma satyam jagat mithya jeevo brahma eva napara that is the only reality is brahma jagat is mithya that means the world of experience or prapancha is mithya i don't want to translate it into english mithya is to be understood what in its own meaning and jeevo brahma eva napara there is absolutely no 
difference or there are no two different things between the jiva the individual and brahma the the total so the thought the the absolute is not different from the individual is what that statement is talking about brahma satyam jagad mitya jivo brahma ivanapara iti that is the mukhya vakya now in the vaidatya prakaranam the second chapter or the second prakaranam is called vaidatya prakaranam vaidatya means mitya so jagat mitya that word the gaudapada is using the jagat mitya aspect of before because the first agama prakaranam brahma satyam has been established and the second prakaranam is vaidatya prakaranam where the jagan mitya is being established by the karikas the there is no mantras following in this prakarana it's so 38 month 38 karikas are there we will go through them one by one and to by best of my knowledge i'll try and explain them but what it indicates is the the maya or the mitya nature of the jagat why do advaitins vedantins and dvaitins advaita vedantins call the world which we have so much of reality sense as unreal mithya doesn't mean unreal but i'll for that purpose of getting across i am using the word unreal <clears throat> it is not real therefore mithya means that which is cannot be denied at the same time it is not true that is the meaning of real meaning of vaitatyam vaitatyam means mithya means that is experience at the same time the experience is not real so therefore the you cannot say it is non existent nor can you say it is existent if it is existent it can it should cannot be denied or refuted even if you destroy it it you should see the destroyed or destructed aspect of it after that because what is sat or what is existing can only destroyed in the name and form it will become something else but that is not the case with a experience which is not real now we will when we go to the prakarana we will get more to know about it so i don't want to explain it right now in the advaita prakarana which follows after this vaidatya prakarana is jivo brahmaiva napara the non duality or the non differential between the individual and the absolute is conveyed in the advaita prakarana advaitam means non dual the non duality or the non separatedness of the individuality with the absolute is conveyed in the third prakarana called the advaita prakarana which we will take it after the uh, vaidatya prakarana of this 38 karikas and there is the one is which is called the last one is called alata shanti prakaranam is basically alata shanti prakaranam is basically an example of a torch when it is rotated 
Alatham means torch, wooden torch in olden days. There was no electricity and there was no way. So people used to carry a wooden stick. On the tip of it, they used to tie, uh, you know, inflammable, either, uh, you know, the hay or some material which can last for some time. And that is lit for in the night to see the, see the path when they walk through. But in that one day, when they use it for a rotation, even though it is in a spot where the fire is there, but when it is rotated at a high speed, you don't see the spot, but you see a circle of fire. So that is what is the example used as Alada Shanti Pranam. Basically, this example was there in the Nagarjuna's Madhyamika Karika. So from that, Gaudapada has used the same example. There is there is archaea, I mean uh, educational or you know what you call historians who are debating about Gaudapada and his Buddhist leniency or the you know the the influence of Buddhism on the Gaudapada etc is being discussed. So I am not going to get into those aspects of historical and the you know more educated but. For my purpose, I am only concentrating on delivering the the truth behind all these, uh, you know, literature, which is which has helped a lot of people to get out of their miseries and wrong impression about what they thought is the reality. So, without wasting much time, let me plunge into the Vaidatya Pragaranam, which is the second Pragaranam, detailing what is the nature of the illusion. Now, in the first chapter, we were told that Chatushpat, Aswayam Atma Chatushpat, this Atma, this individual, is present in the four aspects. In the four aspects, when he is mentioned, it was talking about the Jagrat, Supnam, Sushupti, and the Turiya. These are the these are the four things which is mentioned in in the mantras following the first uh, in a soyamashma chadushpad the first one which was taken up is about the jagrat jagrat is being explained in the mantra saying that jagaritasthano bahi pratnya saptana ekonti vimshati mukaha stula book vaishwanara pradamapaja the Jagaridastana, the one who is residing in the waking or the waking hours, is Bahipratnyaha. One is aware of his knowledge of objects outside. So Bahipratnyaha. Stula book. He enjoys or he consumes gross sensory inputs and known as Vaishwanara. He is the first Pada. And in the second pada, he mentioned that sopnasthana and the pratnyaha. Here the, the sopnasthana, the, the, the presiding aspect of the dream world is the inner enjoyer or the consumer or the, uh, the, the entity which knows the inner aspects of. This inner aspect is being mentioned as pravivikta book. Pravivikta book means subtle in nature. Pravivikta means subtle. It is not gross like the waking experiences. 
experiences are similar but we are experiencing in the subtle doesn't mean that the subtle experiences are only related to the sapnasthana but he is predominantly 100% in the sapna definitely but he is also extended into the waking when he is experiencing the subtle world that is the dudhiya pada and he is called the taijasa now in the vaidatya pragarana we will find that gaudapada is making a comparison between the waking and the dream to establish what is called the vaidatyam or the mithyatvam or the illusory nature of the experiences that is how the whole scheme of presentation is done so the first karika says vaidatyam sarvabhavanam swapna ahu manishinah andasthanatu bhavanam samrudatvena heduna now what does it mean bhavanam means the created of or the objects of creation kriya bhavanam padarthanam bhavanam this this experience of the object andasthanad because it is a being experienced internally samrudatvena because samrudam definitely means is mainly means a case congested place or real meaning is narrow or congested place why it is being samrudatvena i will explain it but basically it is indicating that the experience of the objects in this in the dream is experienced inside as if inside our body and there that that it is a congested place where all the objects of the world experience cannot be contained inside because of that reason hetuna manishinaha sapne sarvabhavanam manishina means the 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 one who have seen the reality using their logic manishi means intellectual person or in intelligent person who have logical analysis so manishinaha is a is a plural of it means those logicians or the people who use the logic has found that all the objects of sapne sarvabhavanam all the objects of the sapna are vaidatyam ahu means they are all unreal now how does this unreal is being that being referred to in the first karika in that here we should understand that in the previous prakarana there was a karika verse adit gaudapada has ended the last stanza as nyate doidam na vidyate once you know the reality nyate dvaitam the duality na vidyate cannot exist this statement is basically from ekameva dvitiyam brahma is the upanishad statement which is he has converted into his own words to make say nyade dvaitam na vidyate now what happens is in the case of dream here he is saying that 
to to bring to the statement of that duality cannot exist even in the waking he has to first bring in the experience of the dream which is easy for us to logically analyze so when we can establish the unreal nature of the objects and the experiences of the dream then we can extrapolate it to the waking and how the that extrapolation is being done to prove that there is absolutely no difference between what the aspect of knowing and experiencing of the dream and that of waking has no separate entities or realities therefore both waking and dream is absolutely non differential and therefore once who knows that for him dvaitam na vidyate there is no duality so what happens is that in the dream we have so many objects like which cannot be contained in the mind or the body inside our experiential field of inner body andakaranam we are able to see elephant we are able to see mountains and trees and animals and aeroplanes or you know different things which are this all those things are huge in size which definitely cannot be contained in the mind and therefore the experience of the dream of the dreamer experiencing these objects which are huge in nature obviously has no reality it is an experience no doubt it has an experience but the experience the objects are not real so when when an unreal object is being experienced and the while dreaming we are feeling it is real this aspects of experience being real but the there is no real objects which he has given the experience therefore the experience cannot be real so that is the reason why that is being mixed up together and those two statements when you put together and then that say that therefore the experiences also cannot be real that is why it is being used here in the second karika what he says is that adirga adirga tacha kalasya gato deshan na pasyati pradibuddhaschaiva sarvasmin sarvastatasmin deshena vidyate kalasya of the time adirgatvad means it is not a prolonged experience it is narrow in nature actually speaking even in the scientific study it has proved that our dreams are lasting not more than one or two minutes but we can experience whole lifetime in our dream in that one and a half two minutes of our the dream we can go through so much of experiences which will appear to be real therefore adirgatvacha not because it is not matching with the time of the waking the momentary experience but being experienced as a lifetime therefore it is also not real adirgatvacha deshan gatva na pasyadi deshan means different places how in the dream you can be in a different place 
and in that different place you may see even objects which are in that place but suddenly in that place you felt that you are sleeping and you woke up in that place but when you really wake up you are actually sleeping in your bed in your home therefore actual travel of distance has not happened deshan kritwa na pasyati so the travel which is experienced in the dream also is unreal with the really there the real in reality there was no travel at all pradibuddha sarva sarvaha tasmin deshena vidyadecha when you wake up you will we will know that all those objects space time and experiences resulted out of the dream na vidyate in reality they do not exist but this is the waker pradibuddha the one who is waking up only he is the one who is saying that the dream is not real now how does the then that this really you know add up to the unreality of it abhavascha radhadinam shruyate nayapurvakam vaidatyam tena vai praptam sapna ahu prakashitam now this is here where vaidatyam praptam the illusory nature of the experience has been established in the sapna radhadinam abhava all the car airplane or elephant etc in the in the logical way we can say that it is just do not ex, ex, exist in reality in our dream even though we thought it is real or we experienced it as real therefore tena sapne praptam jagat the world of experience obtained in the dream is being lightened or shown to us using the dream by sarveshwara himself that your experiences are not real so here is the statement saying that the awareness itself is giving as an example when he is giving this experiences for us it is also giving us equally an experience to know that the experiences are not real by giving both the experiences side by side the waking and the dream but what happens is that we are so hung up on the experiences of the waking that we are ready to deny the reality of the dream world or the dream experiences and hang on to the waking experiences now if you look at the both the experiences of both dream and waking what is there is a difference for the dreamer the entire dreaming experience was as real as a waker having the waking experience there the dreamer existed he might have been a man or a woman or an animal or whatever may be that he had also a world of experiences of objects space time color taste and there he would have even had a dream of sleeping in the dream itself a dreamer of a dreamer in the dream and when he wakes up he feels that he is be, he is being kidnapped or he is being attacked by a lion etc and he runs and then he falls down the actual falling has happened and he wakes up saying that oh my god it was only a dream i thought the lion was really chasing me now all these experiences to all of us are common 
nobody can deny that these type of dreams or dream world is not existing for us why is it that when then we are not able to extrapolate that the same experience into the waking are we not a different dreamer which we call it as a waker in our waking experience and we are experiencing the world of waking same way as we experience the world of dream in the dream what is the difference there is absolutely no difference between the phenomenon of experience the dreamer and the dream world the waker and the waking world both are a experiencing awareness experiencing a world of objects including his own individuality or the identity as a dreamer or a waker so there is absolutely no difference between these two therefore vaidatyam sapne vaidya yada vaidyam vaidatyam sapne prakashitam praptam how do we know that we have to that extrapolate same is to waking so in the fourth karika andasthanatu bhokta bodanam तमसज्जागरिदस्मृतं यदा तत्र तदा सपने संवृदत्वेन विद्यते तस्मा देयरफॉर जागरिते इन द वेकिंग आल्सो वेदानाम ऑफ द पदार्थानां वेदानाम ऑफ द ऑब्जेक्ट्स ऑफ द डिफरेंट वेक ऑब्जेक्ट्स इन द वेकिंग वैधत्यम मीन असत्यत्वम और मिथ्यात्वम और अनरियलिटी is being smritam smritam means you should know that there also it is also a memory or your recollection of the waking world just as yadat sapne tata jagrat just as in the sleep same way in the tatra means jagrat in yadat sapne tata jagrat andasthana samvrudatvena vidyate the difference is between that here is that the experience in the dream we can we can say and explain it as it is happening inside me whereas in the waking it is not inside me it is the world of outside so how, there is a difference between the waking and the dream therefore i am not able to resolve between the two now for example let us keep aside the waker experiencing the waking world analyzing the dream experience don't do that the waker it's himself is the dreamer he has abandoned the his role of the waker and therefore the world of experience of the waker is also abandoned he adorns he puts on the dreamer's wake dreamer's body and in the dreamer's body there is a different set of sense organs experiences and the world of objects and everything at that time can you say that it is it is inside and it is a congested place which is inside the inside the mind it is happening no it is a waker who is making the statement that it is in the mind and it is a limited space where the where elephant or the plane or the car or the whole world which we experience as a dreamer cannot be contained in the mind because of the waker's mind is small in size 
and therefore the experiences of the dream is unreal but for me the real world of waker is real the waker is the making the statement not the dreamer the dreamer will not make a statement because for him it is real and then waker is the one which is analyzing the dream and saying that the, the dream is not right so in the fifth karika what he says is that swapna jagrida sthane ki ekaha hur manishina vedanam hi samatvena prasiddhe naiva heduna prasiddhena due to the popular cause hetuna vedanam samatvena these padarthanam vedanam different padarthas or the different objects of the world there is some real some similarity between the experienced objects of the dream and the experienced object of the waking one who has logically analyzed that manishina who has you know done the logical analysis of the experience their own personal experience swapna sthana swapna jagrida sthane in both swapna and the jagrat in the dream and the waking the world of objects is absolutely the same ekam ahu means there is only one the world of objects of the waking and the world of objects of the dream are not two separate entities because the experiencer is the same but he confuses himself to be a waker in the waking and he thinks he is experiencing the dream as a dreamer but if you really look at that the awareness of the waker and the awareness of the dream without which neither the dreamer nor the waker can independently exist from his point of view now we should resolve that are we having the reality of the world in waking experience or is it similar to the dream world which is being experienced as limited and you know in in the mind only are we experiencing the world of waking really outside outside of home outside of the waker for sure yes no doubt about it because waker is also an object inside the waking but from the awareness of point of view of the waker of the awareness point of view of the dreamer when he sees through the sense organs of the dreamer he has the dreamer and the dreaming objects when he looks through the waker's body and the waking world the waker is also there and the waking world of experience is also there what where is the difference between the two therefore manishinaha swapna jagrida sthane ekamahu both of them say that both these i think these intelli- those who have done a thorough analysis of both experiences standing apart from the associating with the waking and the dream one looking logically into it he had they have come to the conclusion that there is absolutely no difference between the waking and the dream our waking is a dream or our dream is a waking whichever way you say both are similar 
no it must be you know mind shaking for some people to accept it and they will not be able to get down to the logic of it to explain that the sixth karika is very clearly says that aadau antarcha yennasti vartamane pi tattatah vaidityya sadrsha santah avidetha iva lakshita yat that which is adau andecha yennasti that is not there before and later but experienced in between that nasti tat nasti can anyone say that what i am experiencing which didn't experience before which cannot have an experience after but in between i am having experience of it the experience is real or it has a reality of a thing the definition of reality is that yanna vyapacharati that which doesn't change so it cannot change whether it is past or future in the present if it is appearing what is appearing in the present but not present in the past or in the going to exist in the future can only be a delusion or a appearance a momentary experience the example which normally vedanta still takes is that, that moment of experience of the rope or the snake or a ghost and the ghost more water in mirage all those examples have the same fashion that it was never a snake before when the knowledge of the snake became the rope that time also the snake was not there but in between the snake appeared and it gave me a fear so adau yennasti the snake was not there before but i was not knowing neither the snake nor the rope i am suddenly feeling the snake and when i know that the reality was the rope i know that even when before my realization that it was a snake also it was only a rope on which i experienced the snake then when the knowledge arose also the snake has vanished and there is nothing left of the snake which i need to you know dispose of so it was an appearance in between so to explain that atau indau yennasti madhyavi madhyavan vartavane api tattatah in the vartamane means in the present now let us look at our dream and the waking experience when dream is there waking is not there when the waking is there dream is not there and with both waking and dream is not there when the deep sleep is happening so what is that really existing all the three times in the past present and future what is that is existing which is able to say that that is the reality which doesn't change because when waking was being experienced like a rope of a, a, ro- a snake on a rope or a ghost on a post i experienced the waking same is the case when i was experiencing the dream i was experiencing the dream but the dream didn't exist ex- exist before nor is it going to exist afterwards same is the case with the deep sleep also when the deep sleep was the happening i was not having waking or a deep sleep a dream but when i am having waking or dream the deep sleep is also not there so all the three experiences of the us is fitting into this definition that adau antaucha yennasti vartamane api tattatah that which does not exist in the past and in the 
future their presence in the in the present moment is vaidatya is illusion or unreal nitya sadrsha santaha avithatha iva lakshita sadrsha santaha even though they have the you know we can equate the experiences to something real while the dream is the dream is real the waking is waking is real the deep sleep deep sleep is real but does it fit in the definition of that which is unchanging in all the time of experiences no therefore it is avidhita eva lakshita it they have momentary reality like the snake had a momentary reality or the ghost had a momentary reality or the water in the mirrors also had a momentary reality the water was not there before nor does the water can exist once you know the reality same way our experiences of the waking dream and deep sleep have no permanency or no continuity therefore they are momentary experiences whether you want to call it as momentary or temporary experience or partial or you know illusion or mithya maya names have no meaning really speaking once who want to really analyze it don't hang on to the words of mithya maya avidya and uh, you know transactional or let let words have their own meaning i am not denying that words have their own meaning but analyze our experience each one of us have right in front of our knowledge everything that is required for the analysis our own experiences why are we not why are we not analyzing our experience every moment of experiences is only showing that this reality which is measuring the real unreality pratibodha viditam matam amrutattvam hi vindate one who knows this in the pratibodham in the every moment of experience he knows which is the reality and which is the appearance amrutattvam hi vindate he is the one who attains the immortality because he is he knows what is his real nature so whether the world of experiences are real outside measurement all thought of definitions you can keep where are we giving it depends on you analyze it logically the experiences of the waking can be analyzed only in waking the dream can be analyzed only in the dream the memory of the dream is what we are analyzing in the waking we are not analyzing the dream same way the memory of the deep sleep of no experience of anything is being analyzed by the waker therefore the real the real nature of awareness which is able to analyze and see through are present in our own experiences but when we do not know their experiences to be analyzed in which way or to be understood in which way the experiences let be there let there be the appearance of the water in the mirage or the waves in the ocean or the you know limitation of sky getting blue or dirt by the clouds or things like that we know the what is the reality let the appearances come and go we are not denying that the appearances are not the 
but giving the appearances a reality and chasing them that they are real they will last long as long as that my uh, my existence is there is what is what is going to cause us problem the revelation or the realization can happen only when we abide in our real nature not be chased by the appearances or the entanglement inside the the apparent reality experienced in the world of objects this is the this man this karika is a very important karika and all often used by advaitins in all references adau antaye cha yennasti vartamana iti tattadah vaidityah sadrsha santu avidhata eva lakshita so try to see that this karika is you know on your fingertips so that when you are explaining this you can use this logic of it and the seventh karika says that ಸಪ್ರಯೋಜನತಾ there is absolutely utility saprayojanata means real utility value now for example if you say the saprayojanata i i am only reminded of that example of the mud pot for us the mud pot is a saprayojanata it has got a utility value for it artha kriya karitam is what the word used in sanskrit means it is an artha which has got a name and its meaning and it stands for its meaning by the name and form karitvam means utility for that either you can boil water in it store water in it store grains or anything like that but in all that artha kriya karitvam in the name and form the only reality which was there was the reality of the mud if the mud was not there the pot would not have been there but if we forget that the reality is mud and if the pot is being used that is where the where the delusion takes place or the unreality is overwhelming to us if you look at all our experiences of the waking where we have the problems so i am only addressing the waking because we have no problem with the dream or deep sleep because they come and go they are really not taunting us the only place where we are taunted and uh, you know harassed and uh, both for chasing money happiness and uh, peace love all those things are in the waking the the objects of the waking doesn't mean that they do not have the saprayojanata utility value please advaita doesn't say that the experiences are uh, you know experiences have no utility these experiences have the utility but when we are experiencing it know the reality behind the experiences don't experience the adjectiveness of the experience or the adjective nature of the experiences which we superimpose on them carry away our real intention of knowing the reality of the truth the apple or the orange 
will have its own benefits of hunger and nutritional value but when we analyze that orange is the color of the orange that is the orange is the taste of the orange that is the orange or is it that is that is that uh, you know the the fruit inside that it is the thing they are all different different aspects which is joined together and then we create a name called orange or an apple or anything for that matter when we are looking at it we should be able to see that what is the adjective what in the technical term in sanskrit they are called dharma dharmi it is the superimposition of the dharmas on the dharmi which makes the dharmi real dharmi means the substratum on which the dharma means the adjectives or the qualities or the conditions when these conditions are not there the substratum has no existence apparently we know that we know the substance of the substratum only when the when the adjectives are there without that we don't even cognize the existence of the substratum when these adjectives are assembling together in one place we have a feeling that there is an object independent of you know these adjectives has an existence that means an an object called orange is present on which we are experiencing the orange color the orange fruit and the orange you know juice etc 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 but is there a really an ob- object called orange at any point of time or all these qualities when they come to when they came together we assumed that there is an object called the orange is existing independent of the color and the taste and the fruit etc etc this is what is have creating us our problems that we give the existence with the adjectives an independent reality it is just what we way we want to analyze it when we look at it and i'm saying that the orange and the experience of the orange is not real but what is experience as orange is either the taste of it or the color of it or the touch of it by the five sensory organs we have different experience of an object but those are all different aspects of an object what is object without these aspects is not consumed or understood or you know seen by our, our experience because our experiences can only limit ourselves to the five sensory organs and their inputs beyond that we cannot go further so what happens is that saprayojanata or the utility of them is there sapne vipradipatye but in the dream when it is happening the same orange in the dream has no reality even though the color was there the taste was there the the sense of touch etc the quenching of the taste or hunger was there but we are able to deny the existence of a, such a thing in the dream tasmat therefore te adyantavatvena mithya eva khalu smrta therefore they are momentarily experienced while in the dream that for the dreamer the orange was real 
because that orange did not exist earlier nor is it going to last beyond the dream experiencing time therefore it is called mithya or vaitatyam or the, what you call as the 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 grasp of the illusion on our reality of experience we are not denying the utility of the dream orange for the dreamer to quench his hunger but is it real is what we have to ask we have to do the same thing in our waking also what is the reality of our experiences pratibodha viditam in the each of the bodham experience every momentary experience we get immersed with the saprayojanata or the utility value of that experience we forget to cognize apprehend and appreciate the reality on which it is appearing and how does it help us is being explained by gaudapada is going to into the further explanation of the same thing of swapna and jagrat before he concludes explaining that how why how should we look into the mithya which we will continue in the next class okay friday same time we'll be meeting again we'll continue from the eighth karika there are 38 karikas we will continue as fast as possible so that we we get to this thing but wherever it needs to be explained in slightly in a, you know for a better understanding i am taking some karikas in longer duration but other karikas are more or less explanatory and the words when explained will become clear itself so there places i am not going to take much of a time okay so i stop here om purnamada purnamidam पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाये पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि हियो श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम थैंक यू धन्यवाद Thank you, Binduji. Thank you very much. Uh, now, in the speakers panel, uh, Deep Venkat, uh, Prakash Ji, Patrick, you you may share your room. Now we can open the platform for discussion of this uh, karikas. Thank you. I'll be five minutes. I, I'm in a bad area and can't speak. Sure. Uh, I, I will. You know, the, it, thank you, Vinodji. This is uh, bringing more clarity. Um, it is really mitya that bothers more than satya. Uh, so this is going to help a lot and bring more clarity here. Um, just uh, I was just I'm just sharing. Uh, you know, since you need to validate your own experiences between the dream and the waking. Uh, one difference. i see is desha kala karya karana sambandha the the space time and causality uh, is unique to the waking compared to the uh, dream where you know if i wake up tomorrow again look at the same table same chair 
there is a location of the object. Obviously, there is a causality on it. The change is going on. While if I go back to the dream, there is no guarantee the same object will be there. So there is a small subtle difference, um, but that's that sort of gives more reality possibility to the waking compared to the dream number one. But the experience is same as you described completely. No difference between uh, waking or dream. That's you know the experience is there, but and but you nailed big time you know that which doesn't have any beginning and no end there's no you know in between the experience makes it dharma dharmi that was a very you know great way we give a you know we give solidity reality with all the the, the qualities of the object and we make it as a that's a great example that was uh, it sort of takes away any sort of reality getting given to even the object with with no beginning or end what's the point um, even um, perceive this as reality so that sort of took away but any commentary on this uh, bindoji the, the karyakarana sambandha and desha kala and karyakarana sambandha compared to the dream that's the difference you know any any commentary on this bindoji yeah see you should understand that while we are awake, the Deshakala and the reality of the waking is being analyzed by the waker. A dreamer can dream in the dream and still call that his dream is Deshakala reality. Because when he after his dream, when he wakes up in the dream, his dream is continuous for him. I don't know whether such an experience can be you know common to everyone but it is it is there some of the experiences there are many people who say that they go they wake up in between the day and the night or when they were sleeping go for some drinking water or a toilet and come back and when they sleep they continue with the sleep again there are many people who have such experiences so practically it is something similar to waking what difference has it made? But majority of the things, now look at our experiences of the waking also. You are talking about the Deshakala. What is that we are experiencing? If you are seeing an orange today in your, in your dining table, are you not superimposing of your past experiences of an orange into the present object? You are really living in the past, knowledge of the past to experience the present. Same, it goes even for extrapolating. If something is going to, will it happen? Uh, will it become a bad experience or will it cause a trouble for me or whether will it be? So even before the event takes place, we relive in the past and project the present experiences as a cause for the past. So in either cases, we, if you really look into it, there is no difference between the Deshakala of the waker and the Deshakala of the dreamer.
you need to analyze it much deeper into it not at the superficial level of our transactional brain you have to get deeper into it but uh, other than gaudapada kariga no other book is dealing this into deep of and into the you know the reality of experiences but uh, a bit of study of you know nyaya vaisheshika will help in uh, you know consolidating before we apply this into that logic because the theory of theory of perception in the nayayika and vaisheshika is very logical and scientific and there the logic is so exemplary that when you extrapolate it into your our advaita knowledge especially in the books like you know vedanta paribhasha advaita siddhi you will find this this type of logic being applied there so this is there all you know hair splitting logics which is being used in those two books especially there are two three books like that one is uh, chitsuki is there vedanta paribhasha is there advaita siddhi is there these are the some of the books which are using these you know high level of logic for the perception theory of perception shurvanaji and you, you did refer the memory a bit that sort of you know processes the experience uh, and also that memory transcends both waking and dream either way so is this memory also that memory fades away is not even the memory doesn't have adhyantya is is that a fair assessment of everything now whatever is in this only that experience is common leave it at this but no reality to it is there any memory influence that sort of moves between the waking and the dream vice versa any commentary on that bindu ji See, he should not look a dream as a sleep activity. Dreaming is a continuous process even in waking. What is not in front of us when we recollect, it is called, it is subtle experience. That is the same thing which happens in the dream. Only thing is there is some sort of a, you know, hallucinative or imaginative experiences in the dream which is not real in the for from the experiencer point of view but if you really analyze the experience of the dreamer or the dreaming or in the waking also when we are either imagining things or hallucinating things or daydreaming or even the present experiences of our current listening if somebody listens to a word for him he has a definite meaning for that word which he has accumulated or which he has grasped as the real meaning of the word but even though when it is utilized in a different context the chances of using a wrong meaning at the different context can change the meaning of the entire sentences all those things are happening because we are not 100% present in the very moment of our experiences 
this sort of a subtle world overpowering our you know understanding is what is creating the reality for the unreal like the snake the snake was a memory it was never there but the shape and the the position in which the rope was lying from our previous memory we brought the snake and superimposed on the rope same thing is happening for our experiences in the waking also the orange the moment you see that your mind will tell the same twist sweetness or sour or the experience of your previous orange now to the orange which you are not even consumed right on your table top this aspect of living in the past but superimposing on the present is what the gaudapada is saying that that is not there with you the past is not there with you nor is the future going to be with you but when you are thinking in the present we are extrapolating either past or the future into the present and then giving a reality to the present the reality of the present is independent of the past and the future you we are not able to appreciate that reality without you know touching the past and the or the anxieties of the future but the one who has mastered this habit of analyzing his experiences he is more in tune with the what you call the the, the pristine nature of the present experiences he will have lesser it's not that he won't have he will have lesser influence of the past or anxieties of the future influencing his present behavior that is where you know you get the freedom from you are no more controlled by your past nor are you ang- control of the anxieties of the future you are purely in in the present pristine nature of that very moment of experience we experience this pristinity and the beauty and the you know the purity of experience if we can reduce our past and future superimposition happening into our present experiences the um, bindo the the interesting thing that vinod brought up the the notion of sleepwalking uh it, it's interesting because to others in a room watching somebody uh walk through the room that's in a in a state of sleep that is part of the waking world and so it it creates this dilemma but please forgive me if i'm wrong but if if i'm not mistaken the karakas and mandukya are not a description about people's waking state or people's dream state the 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 underlying reality of gaudapada's karaka is that there are no people in dream state or waking state and this is the most important thing for everyone to understand this is not about your waking state or being drunk or being anything it's all waking 
there are no people in dream state. The point that the point that is necessary to be understood is that to the dreamer, Brahman, this is all Brahman's dream. You're in Brahman's dream. I'm in Brahman's dream. There are no individuals. This is just Brahman. It's either in dream state or waking state or no state. Bindu, is this the right way to see this? Yeah, that is the right way to see that. This is how what is explained also in the Shikarikas. When they say that experiences of the dream, experiences of the waker, it is inclusive of the dreamer or inclusive of the waker, the totality of the experience. There are no, the dreamer and the dream world both are unreal, same as the waker and the waking world is unreal. There is absolutely no differential, differential reality between one over, one over the other from the point of view of the absolute reality. But if you get into the experience of the, the, each one of them, the waker has a waking experience will be in a different space and time, which Venkat was telling, compared to the dreamer and his waking of dream world of, you know, time and space where he could travel a lifespan in one, in one and a half minutes of the, you know, sleeping time. So all those things are only saying the same thing, what Patrick was telling that. That reality is beyond both the waker and the dream. That is where should be our, we should be anchoring our, ours, our reality and analyzing it. But if you get into the interplay and analyze it, then you will never see the total picture. The, the separate self automatically when reading the Upanishads, it objectifies it and personifies at the same time. We, we say, this is about me. And so this is talking about my waking state so that I can take possession. What Gaudapada is doing is he's completely rejecting you. He's rejecting the individual self. That the individual is not a thing. And so what we do is we immediately want to take possession out of confusion and desperation because we're afraid to admit that this is possible so we start making these kind of ideas like immediately going to like somebody walking in their street or somebody or walking in their sleep or somebody you know dead drunk is because we're trying to grasp onto that so that we're relevant still in this there's nothing here for the separate self there's nothing it's a complete rejection of the separate self if you see yourself as an individual walking in the world and you see yourself going into dream going into waking and shifting in these different states there's nothing here for you Pranam. Um, i so the one thing that i always struggle with is this the use of the words especially the word unreal and real so um 
the question I'll, I'll propose, direct question would be, you, do you think that Maya is real or, or not? Is Maya real? Okay. The definition of the real is that what that what is real can never be changing. It will be in its own nature and the pristine form, irrespective of space and time. Only such a thing we can call it as real. Unreal is not absence of a real, real such thing. Then it doesn't become a real. If a real thing has an absent or a negation totally, then it is not a real reality because reality cannot be negated also. Because all the space and time, all three are the present, past and future or anywhere in the locational aspect also, the real will be always the real. That is why the definition of real is there. The unreal is appearing to be real momentarily and it, it has a end. We may not know the beginning, but we may see we can end it. Such a thing is called what is called Maya. We do not know when it started because the, it is a part of the ignorance. So we do not know the ignorance cannot be beyond the beginning of the time itself. So therefore it is called Anadi without a beginning. When it started, we don't know. But definitely knowing that the reality of the appearance or the, the experience created temporarily, we can nullify that experience or negate its appearance. Therefore, when it is negated or uh, nullified or, you know, removed the apparent reality of it, then it is no more, no more a reality. So that is this verse Karika says. That which has a no beginning, and in the beginning also it is not there. Later also it is not there. But in between it is being experienced. You should know that as unreal or Maya or Mithya. All the three words are the same. Maya, Mithya, unreal, or you know, illusion. Different words can be used, but definition is that it has no existence prior, no existence post, but experience in, in between, which appears to be real, but it doesn't match with the definition of the real, the real which we, we call it as real. That one which is real can never change. It is present, past, present, and future. So that way, this momentary experience has no definition which is matching with the reality. Therefore, the momentary experience is Maya, Mithya, or unreal. So, uh, um, this uh, the verse number twelve in in the uh, you know Karika says that the Atma projects itself through its own Maya, right? And um, so, first quest question would be that is Asat another word for the same thing? So is it Sat, Asat? And then one thing that comes to me is 
and maybe you can illuminate. I always remember, and I don't remember these verses very well, but I always remember the the verse in the Isha where um, did something like they touch on how through the you know through going into the knowledge you and you 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 cross over to immortality by going into the knowledge you cross over to immortality and boy going into the ignorance you i can't exactly remember the verse again this there's a, a very distinct verse in the isha upanishad about that so uh, so i'm putting few questions one is that is asat another word for it two in verse number 12 when it says that the atma projects itself through its own maya unless that english translation is a problem to me that which is projected out of itself right must be of the same nature <clears throat> as from where it is coming so to me that distinction becomes a little difficult to to figure out because like you know this idea of the, art, the ultimate reality of atma is not uh, um, for for me this is a very clear intuitive idea but to me everything that comes from atma which means the maya which is projected which is the you know way the power that it says that's what it says the power you know the atma projects itself through its power of maya and so to me that maya itself also then becomes of the same nature as atma and thus everything that is projected out of it is also of the same nature as atma and so that's why i always struggle with the word unreal and i always think about that isha upanishad the uh, uh, words i think you i know you know these things very well so you know the verse i may be referring to it has an allusion to both the knowledge and the ignorance and why uh, one cannot be ignored so if you can shed some light on that because i think that is a very very illuminating important verse yes deep in the sense that what you said is absolutely right what the 12th mahakarika says is that atma projects itself using maya now i'll bring an example common example to explain this the gold and the ornaments the ornaments are nothing but gold in its own nature its reality is nothing but gold but ornaments have got a reality of name and form because of which we call it as a ornament now can the name and form of the ornament exist without the gold no therefore the name and form of the ornament is should be understood as gold itself in the name and form that is what is called the knowledge but 
the ornament name and form of the ornament having absolute independent reality is not there at any point of time but taking it to be the transactional reality or what we call it as a vyavahara satta there is nothing called vyavahara satta satta is only one the reality is only one the vyavahara we are doing only partial aspect of the satta for our saprayojanata or the utility or the our transactional purpose but those who do only depend upon that partial reality are the people who are deluded the one who knows the reality and transacts with the knowledge of the reality is never under delusion this is exactly what is being referred in the in the ishavasya mantra also those who are following the path of the knowledge they will be the one which will be benefited and those who are not following that path will go from you know delusion to delusion again and again i'm using different words to explain the same thing but uh, basically it is the same so we should understand that your statement is absolutely bang if it has come out of the ishvara atma the world the world has to be of nature of atma yes absolutely right but assuming it to be different from atma if we transact it that is when the maya takes over it therefore you call it as maya is the projecting of the world independent of atma now substitute the word atma with awareness or consciousness or the bodha or the you know the knowledge aspect of it is anything in the world existing without the knowledge or awareness or consciousness no everything is dependent on the knowledge or the consciousness or awareness but when we are transacting we don't separately remember that their their dependency is on my awareness which is my own nature i am also existing in my awareness it is not my awareness it is the awareness of the pure awareness in which i as an independent entity exist and that independent existence is not a reality it is an appearance the appearance of the world of objects for the independent individuality also has no independent existence apart from the same awareness which is projecting the world of objects also so what you said is absolutely right if it is come from that is the word in the, the chandogya mantra also says no vacharambadam vikaro namadeyam rutigateva satyam it means vacharambadam means depending upon the word vakalambanam vikara means shapes namadeyam means names and forms now vikara and namadeyam names and forms in all the things which you are saying the mrittigateva satyam is mud is the reality he was giving the example of the different uh, you know earthen objects that has been made by a potter so in all that different objects you have different names and forms but in what is that one reality which for all of them 
the mud of which the potter used for making all of them the goldsmith using the gold for all the ornaments the the blacksmith using iron for all the all the implements and the tools and everything same way we using our awareness for having aware of the world of object it is i am i am creating myself in that awareness as an independent or individual self and it is in my same awareness where the world of objects is also being created as names and forms in reality awareness consciousness or knowledge or bodham that is all that reality that exists in that we do this aspect of names and forms including me and it. and this when you resolve it that is what is called tadutvamasi this and that are the same and then you come to this final state of us aham brahmasmi i am everything sarvam khalu idam brahma aham brahmasmi knowledge comes only because of that this analysis and it should it should be, you should be living in that knowledge not an intellectual appreciation and forget about it no pratibodha viditam madam every moment you should remember only that that should be your the basic what we think as our reality then only we can be in that so uh, bindu ji if i if i say one <clears throat> i would say if i say that i would use the word conditional reality rather than you know unreality maybe that could be suitable but that's just my own personal thing i really want to if if others don't have an objection i really want to get a sense of these upanishadic verses of the isha from you i have the upanishad if i can read out the two three verses and if you can get a sense of because i think it's directly connected to this idea uh what i am going to read is uh is uh, sri aurobindo's translation but nevertheless this is the verses from the isha upanishad which always make uh, you know um, really um intrigue me and so i will i will just say them it says into a blind darkness they enter who follow after the ignorance they as if in enters into a greater darkness would devote themselves to the knowledge alone other verily it is said is that which comes by the knowledge other than that which comes by the ignorance this is the lore we have received from the wise who revealed that to our understanding he who knows that as both in one the knowledge and the ignorance by the ignorance crosses beyond death and by the knowledge knows immortality and then it goes into a similar idea about birth and non birth and how you know the same analogy of how if you only after follow after non birth you get into a blind darkness but a greater darkness if you follow go into birth alone now again this is sri arbindo's translation so i know he has his own uh, style but 
Any comments from you, Binduji? I'm sure you have a very detailed uh, idea of these verses. See, the verse is Jo Andam Tama Pravishanti Avidya Upasate Tato Bhuya Ivate Tamo Ya U Vidyayam Ratha. What does it say? Ye avidyayam upasate te andam tama pravishanti. Those who, you know, depend upon, upasate means or lean upon or, you know, or take the refuge in the avidyam means the ignorant, mean here avidya means that should be taken as both ways you can take it as. Na vidyate san avidya, that which is not real. Or ignorance is also non-apprehension. So non-apprehension and misapprehension together becomes avidya. So those who depend upon the misapprehension or the non-apprehension, they te andam tamapravishanti. That they always are deluded into the bottomless pit of darkness because they have no knowledge of reality. Either it will be non-comprehension or misapprehension because of which they will remove, remain in that one or they will be entering into that. Ye u vidyayam rata te tama bhuya tama iva praveshanti. But those who are Vidyam Rata, driven by the Rata, means the, the, driven by the knowledge or the, the reality of that. There is neither misapprehension nor non-apprehension nor misapprehension. Therefore, they know the reality. So, for them, you know, the, the, they, the Tama Bhuya Tama Iva Pravishanti. For them, they will, they, they will do, it appear to be greater darkness, is what the word used that. As if they get into greater darkness, because it is not really the greater darkness from the point of view, those who are looking from the knowledge, but from the point of view of those who have not understood the knowledge. Now, if you, I'm just keeping this mantra for a moment side. Look at the world today. Those who are deluded by the fancy of the luxuries of life, are they not getting into the, you know, entanglement of the luxuries of the world and caught up in the whirlpool of rat, rat race and chasing, stress and everything? To them, a person who is in a spiritual path is a bigger fool who is chasing the one which cannot be described. So from his point of view, he will say the spiritual person is going into a bigger darkness than me. But the only the one who knows the spiritual path, he will, he has intention and his knowledge of the reality and the person who is in the world of objects, his understanding of reality are not the same. So, 
this vidya and avidya are two different aspects from the point of view of those who are in the material world and those who are in the spiritual world for the spiritual world the man who is chasing the material when uh, love and uh, i mean affection and the material benefits are deluded by the temporary or momentary reality of those things and the one and in the spiritual path he wants a permanent solution for it for the material person he even he may accept that is momentary so what he will say but you are chasing something which is intangible and it is it is only described in the books so are you not moving into a great greater darkness is a question he can ask this is how you have to understand that whole explanation as so in a sense what you're saying is they that is why they use the word they as if enter into a greater darkness yes that word as if as if is got the absolute nail the nailing effect okay 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 so it's a kind of maya also that is also a form of it right okay 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 oh thank you thank you Deep, do you like the Bindo's um, in this class didn't want to translate um, Mitya, but in the past, the translation that is, I think, the most effective that he's given is that Mitya is a, is dependent reality. And I liked your phrase. Um, what was it? It was uh, conditional, reality. conditional, conditional reality that there are conditions related to it. But do you like? do you like the the term uh, dependent reality Does that, that is also yeah i would call it the same yeah. same idea yeah 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 i i would that's my i guess my preference is to use those terms and uh not the unreality term because you know but that's yeah that's i mean i i listened to you talk about um you know particles and so on yesterday and the the idea that we can negate uh the world by calling it illusion is is um foolery and uh the most important thing that i think that we can gain from it is that the experience is real um it's just that the particles aren't there really not really um and that they're completely and wholly dependent and and so they're not unreal they're just not completely real and that's the i think you know the way that you were you know chatting with the guys yesterday it that's the best way to to look at it it's they have to see that it's all a de- all of that jagrat everything that they're talking whether it's a particle or whether it's a person it's the it's dependent on on something and then they have to get to the point where they can accept what that something is yes patrick and you know in like bindu ji was just saying right in the modern day right the sense people are so attached to appearances and you know it's so real right that to them that the word unreal is not becomes a bit of a not a great device because it shuts them off right at the outset so it's better to you know approach it slowly if you lay it on too thick then it becomes 
unpalatable to most it's shocking it's yes absolutely exactly. shocking yeah exactly and then they react to it you know but bindu is the same way though with us or at least with me spoon feeds and because the the nature of reality is is shocking to the separate self it really is and mandukya is so perfect because we 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 continue to be confused by it but the first four mantras it's this is reality and then it's to be understood by dividing it but that's not the underlying reality it's just so that we can understand it that there's a waking world there's a dream world the words aren't going to be perfect but they you know they help to clarify that underlying reality and then once you get to that reality it's it doesn't it doesn't dissolve a person or the self it dissolves the notion of the separate self that as brahman it there's only brahman within brahman there is the experience of the you know of of the self i i think this is a unique opportunity you know and anybody who's i think interested in this subject and advait and you know this is a golden opportunity for anybody to go through the you know scriptures and and put the question here because this is the thing right to get a personal attention i think this is the spirit of the upanishad right to be close we are we are interacting at a very close um you know and 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 bindu ji um you know he he he, he knows this <laughs> in all sorts of ways both from a scholarship and from um the other perspective experiential so this is a very unique opportunity and i think that has should be made use of in a very concerted manner by doing a careful study of of things and then to me even this one you know these questions are some of these questions that i because i read the upanishads a long time back and now i of course i've re started revisiting them encouraged by all this because you know some of these verses have just left strange questions in my mind and and so now i want to trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle in which always puzzled me uh, especially not knowing the sanskrit properly so it's a it's a um it's taking the the scripture and then imbibing it it's the it's the manana and then the asana uh, and and living with it and and walking in your day uh and letting it chew on it and talk about it uh share it with your guru or your you know fellow sadak so that you can grapple with it and maybe fight about it a little and and have you know the exploration of it and you know tangle with it it's the only way to really get the holistic understanding of of it so that it 
it becomes it's not just a like a textbook it it you know it and there's a different knowing when when that's occurred right it's a beautiful thing and so uh i'm in a grateful mood today prasad's left but i'm so grateful for prasadji and jataveda and most of all uh bindoji because i know how how important this is and i know how special uh he is and i know he's not going to take this personally um because there is no person in him but the we we have i there are a lot of people that talk about this and talk about the nature of reality whether it's panpsychism or uh, analytical idealism or buddhism or whatever it is we have a master in our presence and it's it's a it's an it's an incredible gift because they're not that they're incredibly rare and the fact that we have the opportunity to you know sit together and and share this and uh and talk about it is uh is an incredible gift and then he does it in a way that is contextual you know for us in our you know in our in our lives so that it it becomes real as well so how do you yeah we we definitely need this because we live in a totally different age and so we need that kind of personal attention but patrick you always bring in something important in my mind and now i have another question for bindu ji which is again one of the old um one of my old questions from my studies of you know the and i don't even remember now where i read this but binduji there is this i wanted to touch on the aspect of the nidhi dhyasana and i know that this reference i'm not sure if it is in shankara or in upanishad somewhere um that there is this idea of how this awareness that we speak about becomes like a flow of oil like a flow which is you know like a, a very consistent flow of oil and and the so so the sense that i always had was that they were trying to point to the fact that that this flow if you will this 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 being situated in this uh, awareness um is is something that gradually develops into a regular flow like from a uh, not always of course right but not for the highly developed seeker who immediately can you know then uh, this is such a idea is even mentioned in for instance in the taoist texts about the kind of seekers and you know the ones who first kind is the one who you know once they have heard it and that's it and they are done and then they stay in that of course um some of us are not in that category so i wanted to see if you can shed light on this process of nidhi dhyasana and how it is likened to this flow of oil and that it becomes a a consistent kind of thing from a interrupted thing is that the sense in which they are talking in which like we cultivate this slowly and it becomes uh, something constant or is there another sense in which they are referring to that uh deep the the example is tailadaravat is in upanishadic statement giving example like in oil the continuity of the fall the flow of oil when you pour oil into 
another vessel you know there is no uh, what you call turbulence nor there is any what you call break in the flow of the oil it will appear as if it is a rod when you are really continuously pouring it nididhyasana what is being explained is compared to that from the point of view that nischedatmika dhi is the referent meaning textual meaning for nididhyasana nischedatmika dhi means that understanding which has become consistent and constant because the word nischedatmika is not only affirming it has got two aspects to it one is called consistency and the other thing is that it should be constant in the sense that the normal impediments which the shastra talks about are samshya atnyana vipadhiya that is samshya is the doubt whether what is being told about the nature of awareness is it is it right or wrong it's a doubt about samshya atmyana is that when it is being told about the awareness we may equate it to the awareness of our transactional world when i am aware of an object is referring to that type of an object that type of an awareness it is not an objective awareness what that shastra is talking about samshya viparya atnyana samshya viparya atnyana is that not at all knowing what is being told about it that that portion anyway most of us have crossed over so we don't come into that category but there are people who are not even knowing what is that you know what is being told as awareness or both our consciousness and etc so these type of impediments which is which come is that the disturbances which can cause in our abidance in awareness the abidance in our own real nature of awareness can happen only when we are convinced about our reality now one example which we can say is that we have in the waking hours i would am again using the word in the waking hours we are a human being is a nididhyasana type of a feeling we have that i am a human being but that is broken in the case of a dream in the dream you can you know don't you may not even remember you are a human being you may can become an animal or a bird or a, a, a any any devata or a gandharva ghost or anything like that so in the waking awareness just as we have an experience of that i am a human being this awareness which is not an objective awareness in nature is in its pristine awareness which cannot be explained using words because the words cannot you know define it because words have limitation to express itself because it needs a reference or it need always have to fall back upon something as a data bank to refer to it but for awareness which is pristine in nature or pure in nature 
we don't need anything to fall back because that is the fundamental flow which is always through how will we know that from the childhood till this very moment the i awareness in each one of us is flowing in our experience like a oil flowing without any interruption whether i was dreaming i was a child dreaming sleeping waking as an adolescent or a youngster or middle aged man or an old man the i iness which i use the word iness is to express that ekatma pratyasaram of the upanishad that ek that one and unique experience of i the essence of it sara in each one of us we have that essence of uh, it it is only for us to we can only fathom it within ourselves we cannot fathom it anywhere else that continuity of that awareness as i which is the individuality definitely don't confuse it to be that but the moment it becomes the essence of it the individuality is also dropped it that is why the saram is important in that word the essence of that even for the individuality to exist there is a substratum of awareness which is even without the individuality which we feel we experience it in our deep sleep there also that is why when we wake up we come and say that i had a good sleep but the individual i was definitely not there to say that it is the individual i who had a sleep because if he had been there he should have been there, knowing that i existed there but he says that i did not know that i even i existed there but i had a good sleep there was a remembrance of it that remembrance shows that awareness was there even without the individuality without the name and form or the localized or any type of conditions which is it therefore that ekatma pratyasaram becomes important and we have to know this as my reality and it is flowing through us every moment of it the moment we forget about it and we identify with the deha or the body and we interact as a human being in the waking in the dream identify with another body and interact as a dreamer in the dream sleep we have that experience but that is not continuously available in the waking and the dream therefore it is broken but there is something which is unbroken continuous through and through from the time you remember till this very moment the essence of that is what is referred be is that nidhyasana tailadharavat Thank you, Binduji. Uh, very, very informative and a very deep session. Thank you. The question, you know, that uh, what is the kind of? Uh, I know, you know, it's a very superficial uh, notion with reference to the deep framework. But as definitions go, the antakarna, atma, and Brahman. What are the <clears throat> principal you know um, framework with reference to how we see that 
you mean how we see it means uh, intelli- in, you know how we experientially understand that as as a sad- initially it will be dualistic in nature and when you become more and more applying it to your experiences and analyzing it there will come a moment in your own experience when suddenly the shift from the body identification to the awareness identification will happen to us that is the time when we will know that it is been there all the through and that was the reality my momentary identification my physical body mind and intellect was a temporary phenomenon that for that we need to do this as a practice and you know any anything which is not matching with that we should refuse it that is the neti neti prakriya also or you know bhagatyaga lakshana what they call it as in the in the technical way what it is not that aspect you don't have to waste time further on that because you know that it is not matching with the definitions so that way you will reduce by lesser and lesser areas of application and then you will come to your own pure being that time there will be a, the final duality aspect of the the individuality and the reality and the individuality merges with the reality to know that is the truth even for the individuality after that the individuality will function with the knowledge of the reality till then the individuality was knowing the reality of something other than the individuality existing and wanting to experience it the moment that you know that there is nothing to be experienced that was be the experience of all my that is the substratum of all my experiences then there is no two it it is a shift of what you call from where we operate or where we identify ourselves with thank you meluji thank you uh the uh, word that you used ek ekatma pratyam saram and um, you the one reference that you gave was obviously deep sea so i was wondering so uh, yeah obviously um, uh, from the waking state perspective we know nothing about what could be happening let's say uh, the first person experience of deep sleep and so on but it seems like whenever we imagine uh, of uh, waking state from the waking state perspective and dream state from the waking state perspective we always think of it in parts right like some kind of conception we make of it some events happening in some parts and so on so so is it like the case that we cannot but think of deep sleep as this clump like this this <laughs> like we cannot think of deep sleep in parts regardless of whatever might be happening in deep sleep as far as the first person subjective uh, experience is concerned um so it seems like that seems to be the inspiration behind uh, like using deep sleep for really explicating that ekatma pratyam saram you are right in a way 
because that experience of deep sleep is the only place where we have a unity of compared to the multiplicity in other experiences but the impermanency of that is against the reality because reality can never be impermanent therefore that also becomes negatable but it is the closest which we can analyze from our waking experience that is why the chandokya upanishad says that no sadhi sambadhya naviduhu sadhi sambadhyamahe having become one with the nature of the sat we do not know we have we are the truth even in our deep sleep that is why we have to understand that yeah bindu ji I, i mean and it's almost like you let so it's almost like theoretically you can say to yourself that i will extrapolate that deep sleep to every to every part of my life and hence theoretically you can at least say that right like i mean and uh, yeah that yeah. that uh, there are textbooks which are saying that it is the deep sleep in the inside the deep sleep when grosser experience come you have the waking experience subtle experience comes you have the dream experience but it is the dream is the deep sleep is the substratum in which but that is not the reality deep sleep is not the substratum yeah yeah i understand because you said that even because deep sleep even though we are looking at it from waking state as properly continuous as a clump but because we are uh, still able to locate it uh, in the sense of there is a duration when deep sleep happens so therefore it is also kind of impermanent and um like yeah right okay. is it any better now yeah yeah it's better now okay thank you bindu ji for uh, this session um so i have a question uh, related to awareness and also samskara right i have not been able to really um uh, make amends with how samskara plays out uh in the field of uh, awareness now my visualization of this is that in jagrat where there is the field of objects uh the atman interacts with this field because of ignorance and considers the objects to be real because of which there is raga and dvesha Uh, the feeling of good and bad which leads to action uh or expressed samskara which which accumulates karma so that is my understanding which could be wrong and that could be one level of validation that you can help me out with uh if that is true then in the absence of this field uh of objects which is prakriti with with which the atman interacts and from where the ignorance arises in the absence of this field uh when i say absence in the state of sushupti where there is no field there is only atman and no content no te- uh, space time how do samskaras play out if you can give uh uh that kind of 
distinction of how samskaras play out in jagrat sapna and sushupti that will be helpful um, and uh, and in all the three states what is our opportunity of conscious control of uh, uh, you know uh, of the ability to reduce our samskaras um, and also one uh, funny question that comes to my mind is that uh, in uh, can can we sleep through our life to avoid samskaras okay now first and foremost the terminologies of samskara punya papa the karma phala and vasana all of them are notions and nomenclatures of the waking experience the dreamer has no samskara no vasana no karma phala nothing from his point of view he doesn't even know that for him there is pure experiencing of the dream world of experiences now from the point of view of the deep sleep even the experiences are not there other than its own existence so the terminologies of punya papa samskara vasana karma phala etc which is being referred to waking is at a very 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 gross level for making people understand that you know what makes your mind less attracted to the world of objects is due to knowing the reality of the world of objects you become less attracted to the world so this type of a thing they for getting it more you know practical the scripture uses the terminology it is not that it is not referred in the scripture scripture uses the terminology to turn away people becoming mundane and uh, you know driven by the world of sensual objects and they say that they are temporary in nature so because it yet kritakam tad nashyam whatever is created has a demise or a destruction also now your question of atma being the present atma is neither a doer nor an enjoyer na karta na bhokta yasya adhyakshena prakrute satsuyate sacharacharam is what bhagavad gita says that mere presence of it all activities seem to be happening just like the in the presence of the sunlight in the dawn from the bird early birds till it sets where the nocturnal birds take off the sun has no doership nor enjoyership of what the individual things are doing on the surface of earth that doesn't mean when the sun is not there the darkness the nocturnal birds are in operation the sun is not there sun is there only thing is that the shadow is on one side and the light is on the other side but that is not the case with atma atma when it is reflected through the mind the mind creates everything but atma doesn't create them now you will ask that 
if it is ekameva dvitiyam brahma or jnate dvaitam na vidyate if there is only one ekam advaitam then how can there be atma and manas separate and if it is separate if it is not separate how are they operating to separate as if they are separated out the question can come that answer for that is very simple there is no two separate the mind itself is atma but the mind is atma when the mind is engrossed in the world objects it forgets itself that it is the awareness with which it is engrossed in the world of objects and it thinks that it is an individual cut out from the universal awareness having a limited identification with the body and the mind that mind is localized in the body that feeling of bringing that mind to a local localized aspect is due to the non apprehension of the reality of the atma that non apprehension of that is by by whom the mind itself it is the awareness itself is deluding itself that's why it is said that it is not really happening if it had been really happening happened then we will never be able to get out of this clutch of the illusion but illusion is something which doesn't happen reality therefore there is a potency or capability for it to get back its original pristine shape by knowing that this is i am deluded or i am i mean it is what is not real is being thought as reality is what is happening so all these vasana and all those things are explained into people who start the journey in the beginning to make them more to come to the state where they are able to be more abiding with the awareness in the atma as the individuality that sat sattva avastha mind which is more pure mind is the only mind where the logic can analyze its own experiences and once that experience takes place you will be able to identify that there is no really two the atma and the mind are not separate to two separate entities it is the atma itself the appearance of the mind was my delusion or the mind's mind's own delusion to create a separate entity in reality there is no two ekameva advaitam paramatmana ekameva jnate advaitam na vidyate these are the words which are used so i hope you understand from the which point is the vasana or samskara all those things have got relevance at beyond which point you should not worry about it much okay so uh, from what i understand you are saying that these terminologies although uh, are very popular they are created for academic uh, relevance as a disincentive for people to uh, uh, you know to 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 make sure that they are focused on the path uh, and uh, they uh, 
they bring their mind closer to that state of awareness uh, from from illusion um however what uh, i'm finding difficult to understand i mean if this is the case then i don't have to worry about the question at all because uh, then these are uh, very abstract and just created for academic uh, use uh, but but because even in the gita it's mentioned that uh, beyond life or uh, the only thing that the the atma carries when uh, moving from one body to the other is your uh, samskaras or karmas uh, which get transferred uh, and i have read it that way but if it is purely for academic use then uh, uh, this will also not hold any relevance right i had a, a question bindu ji which came up again like after when you were uh, talking about this that the non difference between uh, do you want to reply to 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 yeah uh, i'll 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 re- yeah i'll reply to g before i take deep deep okay, okay so when you are when you are studying geeta what you should do is that you should study it in entirety the gita says na jayate mriyate va kadachit so it has refused that there is birth and the rebirth and death for you the real you yet if you are not able to understand that reality of yours then the references of tejan kalebaram tejan ma manusmara all those things are to people who think that they are the embodied individual selves for them these things matter so for them the bhagwan says that methodology is this you follow this route there is yoga there is karma yoga karma sanyasa karma phala and karma karma uh, karma sanyasa eh? yoga karma yoga karma sanyasa the bhakti and dhyana all those things are explained in stage by stage but the Ashochyan Anya Shojastam says that you are the first statement, opening statement of Krishna itself is very. It's it is it's six sir beyond the bound beyond the beyond the what you call the pavilion. You are crying for something which you should not be crying at all. That means you are worrying for something you should not be worrying at all. That is how he st- starts his opening sentence itself to Arjuna. so which shows that that all the things which we do worry and do in things are from the point of your ignorance so there he makes both the statements najayate mriyate va kadachit neither this has a birth nor dating but if you are thinking that there is thing then he says that vasansi jirnani yaha vihaya it is just like that one which doesn't have a birth or death changes his dress as if worn out dresses are being changed the dresses are not the individual so the smell of the dress or the vasana or samskara is of the dress not of the atma is it clear now yes yes binodi it's very interesting that uh, two different approaches coming out of this discussion one is for a person who thinks he is the body and the mind and for 
and another refined approach is for the i that is detached from the body and mind right uh, yeah i think is uh, awareness itself or the mind that is awareness itself so yeah it will be interesting to read the uh, gita from this perspective i think we have to be a little more aware of these nuances when we read also because there the is the best way the best way i found to read gita which i do often quite often is that i place myself in in place of krishna himself as the atma within myself and it is that atma in the form of krishna giving all the talks so wherever you see that i don't see separatedness ananya sindayanto mam yejana pratyupasate etesham nityabhyuktanam yogakshemam bahamyam that really happens when you think that krishna is not separate entity with your own real nature talking to you once you take that attitude and read the bhagavad gita you will find a different meaning altogether for it yes i, I yes bindu ji i think that is a device that the gita uses which is why they constantly refer to me 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 i have come into these worlds me they use that word all the time and i think that is it, it, you can interpret it at different levels so yeah i have also had that you know kind of intuition about the gita um my question was again when you were talking about this uh, you know non difference between you know atma and 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 mind and you know and uh, again i'm remembering a old text i think maybe vivek chudamani definitely one of shankara's texts where he talks about how the atma is reflected in the buddhi i remember distinctly he talks about that so i wonder if you will comment on that maybe you will remember the verses knowing knowing you know <laughs> knowing what a storehouse of knowledge you have but if you can answer yeah, that that see that 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 is a methodology given in the vivek chudamani for japa kusma like the you know reflection of a red flower in a crystal the crystal is always pure but the when it is placed near a red flower or a colored object the crystal takes on the color of the uh, object which is nearby same example is used by the vivek chudamani and others uh, grandha other pragrana grandhas to say that you know it is the reflection of the awareness in the mind which is causing the you know the mind to take on the shape that oh i am the one just like a that pratibhimbavat is the word used that the reflection of a sun from a pot of uh, water stagnant water into a room brightens up the room actually the sun is not bright, directly bright, bright illumining the room but the reflected light from the water which comes through the window inside to a dark room illumines the entire room this analogy is also used in some of the pragrana grandhas that 
it is the not direct sun direct atma because direct atma is akarta bhokta there is no dual no act doership or no actorship in it so it is a reflected mind intellect which is taking the actorship and doership but my question is that is the actorship and doership a reality or not it is not real adau antauche yannasti madhye vartamane vi tattada that doership is not there in the beginning nor later in between we are, we are feeling that doership when we associated with this physical body we thought we are human beings were are we only the human beings of reflected through the mind and intellect and the physical body limitations if that is the case if that is reality it should be felt in all our states waking dream and deep sleep but it is not therefore i have to negate it no no but 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 vidyo ji when you say it should be felt in all other kind of uh, states also maybe that is a wrong logic also right why not how can it be wrong no because that which is that that which is true has to be available all the time that is the no, that, that, that is the that definition is, no but based on what that that is said actually See, because the truth truth is the truth is never the truth truth can never go anywhere no let's say for example you know there is a, a closed room and there are some objects in the closed room they are there all the time but they are yes. not visible to you they are not available to you but they are there that all the time that doesn't mean that they are not there no 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 the key point here is that existence of a thing see no availability we know, utility is not we know, the same we know you are talking from the observer point of view from the point of view of the pot inside the dark room whether light was there or light is not there the pot is pot and is always knowing that i am the pot i am existing right no i think the question here is in the sleep state can the things be existing but you are not aware so that's the It thing is- we are trying to resolve right no that it is not that really not getting not being really there okay so that differentiation we are trying to make is that what we are trying to make or something else something else this is not what we are talking about what we are talking about is that awareness which is there in the waking is not there in the dream you agree or not No. the waker awareness was lost for the dreamer awareness in the dream okay okay yeah, let's uh, yeah. the dreamer the dreamer and the waker awareness were lost in the deep sleep awareness okay they are mutually exclusive in its own areas correct and i am the one who knows i had a deep sleep I had a dream and i am waking so i have to be not exclusively in the dream nor in the waking nor in the deep sleep so the continuity is in the iness right yes that iness doesn't have even the mind because in the deep sleep i didn't have the one mind also that is correct that is correct so iness is more permanent than the three states right so what that is, is what that is why that therefore it is the one which is changeless Okay this is this, 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 this is this is the iness what is the iness what is the iness that you're referring to the existence no? the iness is 
Iness is not the individual self. It is the it is the feeling that I am the one who is dreaming, I am the one who is waking, I am the one who is deep sleep. There is an individuality which is associated with the three states. That Iness, as a delusion, as a delusional individual, he is the one with that is the time when he said he is a witness to all the three. I think it's because it is it is the experiences of all the three. But it's delusional. But is he a witness? Yeah, but it's delusional to think that that Iness is um, the awareness as well. No, that is true. You are right, Patrick. <laughs> it is not that awareness which is the twin. Even that, you see, I am taking the awareness which is the objective awareness of the waking to the I-ness awareness which is common to all the three. And you have to go beyond that. Tebyo Vilakshana Sakshi. Beyond that I-ness also there is Ekatma Pratyasaram, which is not even identified with the Iness of all the three. Then only you are you are able to come to that absolute aspect of it. The the reason I say that is that I that the notion that this this word awareness is used or the Iness is used deep. I'm curious what your feedback here because it's very subtle. But the separate self is constantly trying to grasp onto anything it can to for its existence for its existence and the relevance the relevance of it because it's, yes and so and so the separate self is going to say at my deepest level I'm that awareness but it's not it's not and it's a very absolutely subtle, yeah okay good I'm glad that I'm not delusional <laughs> in that in the thinking but it, but it's very subtle but it's so important because we're constantly trying to keep ourselves in the discussion of it, but we're not in the discussion. It's only that. That is in the discussion. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but I mean, I, I hope that you're understanding what I'm saying, everyone. But it, the awareness that's always thrown around or that I-ness or whatever it is, the heart, la, 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 that is, it's a notion. It's a notion. All there is is that. That's it. <laughs> That's that. You're eight minutes past um, yep. your uh, your final sadhana for the day. So, if you leave, I'm I'm on behalf of everyone in the room. If you leave, the room's going to break out into mayhem and chaos, and it's not going to be any more fun. So, if you stay for an extra twenty minutes today, everyone will be absolutely in in the in the best state that they could be 20 more minutes oh my god <laughs> 10 more uh, i i don't think we should be so greedy patrick <laughs> if you'd leave it to bindoji as he wishes just before you go is there any more um questions uh, that need to get answered everyone anyone even though there's no one. So I will ask this now <laughs> because <laughs> there you can go. keep Bindoji for a few more minutes. Then, huh? um, <laughs> when 
when you know this is the confusion that erupts uh, bindoji because when we say the i so patrick what i understand what patrick is referring to that the i is not there and yet the 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 uh, you know the mahavakya says aham brahmasmi which means the way i interpret it is very simple right aham brahmas aham is equal to brahmasmi right so it is not they are not they are not saying there is no aham but they are saying aham brahmasmi which means that aham is also a sort of iness maybe not the iness that we are referring to which is a a projected iness if you will or a conditional iness but or a false iness as we look at it but aham to me the word aham points to right the and so aham is stretched into ahamkara and ahamkara is the false self that we are talking about i think but then there is aham which is brahmasmi which is which is brahm which is atma so in that sense there is a confusion that arises your comments will be welcome as usual vindoji deep the drop and the ocean are not different so if it is said the drop is the ocean is like saying aham brahmasmi beautiful okay so thank you so much bindo thank you amazing thank session you. for everyone yeah bit you on friday continuing the, the remaining karikas thank you all thank you, good night buddy. Thank you. thank you thank you so much raji do you want to open the good night so good just... night bindu ji good night <laughs>